Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. One of the reasons that you're under so much stress right now is because you are totally reactive to the world. You're subject to its lies, to its deceit, to its pressures, to its intimidations. No wonder you're stressed out. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is Come Out of the Trance State. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hi everyone, this is Roland. Welcome. Today, I want to talk about awareness. I want to talk about becoming so aware that temptation loses its grip upon you, and so that you are not vulnerable to temptation. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Well, I'm going to talk about it today because that's what you need. You need to wake up. Now, I know you've been hearing that from uh, people for a long time now. They've been telling you that you need to wake up. Well, I'm also telling you that you need to wake up. And how do you wake up? You wake up by coming out of a trance state. I just need to talk about it. And pray God, I say it in such a simple and clear way that you see the need to wake up. I remember, it was a little, I can't remember which book it was in. I'm sure it was in a book. But it was like a little cartoon. And You've seen pictures of people who are visiting, like, uh, I don't know, Yosemite or Yellowstone. There you go, Yellowstone. They're visiting Yellowstone Park, and there are bears. And there are signs that warn you, you know, about that, about feeding bears, because bears can be dangerous. Well, I, I remember it was a cartoon, and there was a, a lady and her husband and their kids, and they were walking in the forest or something. And then the lady said to her husband, she said, look, there's some teddy bears. Well, do you understand? She didn't realize that those bears are dangerous. She said, those are teddy bears. Well, that's the way people are when they're in a trance. They don't want to wake up because they don't want to face reality. And when they don't want to face reality, then they look at the world in such a way that they don't see what they need to see. So I want to say to you today that waking up is a very easy thing to do. All you have to do is learn to be still, which God told us in the Old Testament. He said, be still and know that I am God. He told us to be still. If you could be still the way God wants you to be still, then you would know that he is God. And knowing that he is God, and knowing him, you would believe him. You would want to be near him and have his protection and have his love, and knowing him, you would love him. And you would go through life 
like Noah did, or Abraham, or Isaiah, or Paul. You would walk with God. And it would be so beautiful. He would show you what you need to see and warn you about what you need to be warned about. And he would guide your feet. It says in the Bible that the mind of man schemes, but the Lord directs his feet. So you have to find a way so that God can direct your feet. Now let's talk about it in very simple terms. In the universe, when you look around, you see many things. And why do you see them? Because there is light. When you look up at the sky at night, you see stars, beautiful, shining, twinkling stars with light. And when you wake up in the morning, you can see everything all around you because of the sun. And the sun is a star. It's nearby, shedding light upon everything. Well, could you imagine if there were no stars, then everything would be black. Black, 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 black. And you wouldn't see anything. But as soon as there's light, then you can see. Well, God, it says. Now, doesn't John say God is light? Where you want to be, where God is, where there is light. And there's a marvelous thing about spiritual light. See, there is earthly light. There's the light that the sun makes or that a candle makes or your light bulb makes. There's that kind of light or light that a fire makes. But there's also spiritual light, spiritual light. And if you walked in spiritual light, this spiritual light is for your soul. Roland talks about Christianity in a common sense way. He wants to see people unshackled, freed from the baggage of the past. We find your zest for discovery and adventure. Keep listening to Shedding Shackles. But there's also spiritual light, spiritual light. And if you walked in spiritual light, this spiritual light is for your soul. And in the spiritual light, you see, you spiritually see. Let me see if I can give you some very good analogies, which in some ways they're not even analogies, they're examples. Um, to see the light. There's even an expression, isn't there, to see the light? So let me give you some simple examples. You're in a math class, and the math teacher is showing you something, and you don't get it. And you don't get it, but then all of a sudden, you get it. And then exclaim, I see. Once you see, it's beautiful. You understand. Or let's say somebody tells a joke. You don't get it. You don't get it. But then all of a sudden, oh, I get it. Then you laugh because you get it. Well, there's that. So there's a seeing. There's 
an understanding part of the light when you receive it, and there's a getting it part, and then there's a joy part, a delight part. All of those are involved when you see. Here's another example. You encounter somebody, and they want you to do something with them, but then all of a sudden you see a funny darkness in their eye, or you see them hiding something, or you see them winking to a friend, or you notice something. You notice some little thing. You notice some little thing. And that little thing that you notice is a clue. And seeing that, you back off. You don't go along with them, and you're safe. You understand? I could give you so many examples, but I'm sure there are plenty of examples in your own life where you you saw something. But now, when for some reason you don't want to see or you can't see, then the clue is there, the warning is there, but you don't want to see it. Before World War II, many of the Jewish people could see what was coming. They saw what was coming, and they made their escape. Many of them came to the United States or they went somewhere else and they escaped in the nick of time. But others, probably the best majority, they didn't want to see. They had their house, they had their business, they had a nice cushy little lifestyle, and they just didn't want to see. And they didn't see, but then you know the result. So it's always that way. You have to see. Now, having said that, let me give you some examples of why we don't see. First of all, because of a quirk of human nature, when we accept something that's not true, then later we don't want to admit that it's not true. We don't want to say, I was totally wrong. I said the wrong thing. I taught the wrong thing. I believed the wrong thing. I see that I was just totally wrong. Something about human nature, it's a quirk. We don't want to admit that we were wrong or that we were fooled. And so we just keep going along with the same thing, see? Or another example of why we don't want to see is because it's too frightening. It's too frightening to see what's really going on. And so we don't want to see it. So we just busy ourselves. And how do we busy ourselves? We get involved in trivia. We listen to music. So you see that things can lull us into a false sense of safety and complacency, can't they? People's words lull us. Music lulls us. Drugs, marijuana lull us. Alcohol lulls us. Lies lull us. Anything can be used to lull us from seeing the awful truth that we we don't want to see. So we just don't want to admit it. And we find a way not to see it. And the number of ways that we find not to see is just astounding. But it boils down to a few simple things. It boils down to not wanting to see. And then if you don't want to see, you find a way not to see. You have all kinds of things to do and things to be concerned. See, and another way of not seeing is to get lost in things, like to get lost in a television program, get lost in music, get lost in a movie, get lost in unreality. 
That's it. Lost in unreality or lost in busy work. You know, they say so. Somebody is so involved in the details that they can't see the forest for the trees. Well, it's like that. Then the other thing is we don't want to see because we would lose some benefit. You know, if you suddenly told the truth, look, how many places are there where if you told the truth, you would get fired? There's a lot of places like that. Now, I'm lucky. I'm very lucky because in my lifetime, the places that I have worked were decent. Didn't have that situation, but there are many such situations in life where if you tell the truth, you get fired. Or if you dare to question, then you're ostracized or thrown out or punished somehow. Even the look on your face. You know, Einstein, when he was in school, there was a teacher that hated him. He hated Einstein because the teacher said Einstein sat at the back of the classroom with a kind of a, a smile on his face. And basically, Einstein didn't respect the teacher. It really wasn't interested in what the teacher had to say. And in the teacher's pride, he didn't like Einstein because he wanted Einstein to worship him and admire him and follow him and do what he said. How many parents have slapped their kids around because the kids dared to ask a question or didn't, didn't move as quickly as the parent wanted? So they yell at the child or punish it or slap it or say mean things to it merely because the child didn't jump like a trained seal or the child dared to ask questions. See, it's a lot of that in the world, isn't there? Well, now, now you understand a lot of the reasons why people don't want to uh, see, and so they don't see. But when you don't see, see, I'm claiming that there's a state of mind where you don't see. And so let's say that there is that state of mind where you don't see. But then there's a state of mind where you do see. And the state of mind where you do see is where you're awake and where you're ready to realize, ready to understand, ready to say, oh, I get it, ready to admit that you made a mistake, ready to lose out on some cushy benefit, ready to lose out on some cushy perk, ready to lose face. You're willing to see, and when you are willing to see and you want to see, then all of a sudden you are receptive of God's light. And in God's light, you can see and understand and realize and know This holiday season, many people are wary from work-related issues and relationship problems. You can support Shedding Shackles by making a generous donation to help us help other people. To donate using safe and secure PayPal, go to SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us and click on the Donate icon.
And in God's light, you can see and understand and realize and know. And there's nothing else practically that you need to do other than just know. And then experience whatever is an appropriate thing when you see what you have to see. So if, for example, in God's light, you were to see that you hated your mom. Yeah, you kind of knew you hated her when you were a kid. But you forgot it. Over the years, you forgot it. You send her Christmas cards and everything like that. But basically, you hated her. Now you see it. Well, when you were a little child, maybe she was mean to you or something. But we know that we shouldn't hate people. But now you see it. And you see in God's light that it's not right. You just see it. Well, then what would you experience? Well, you'd experience sorrow. You'd be sad to see the truth. Sad to see it. And realize you can't change yourself, but sad to see it. But while being sad to see it, you also know that God forgives you. He just wants you to see it. So that's what you need, is to see these things. Now look. If you were able to see some of these boo-boos that you've made, see, now here's, look, yeah, we've all done things, we've all resented people and hated them and we were jealous of them and we had bad thoughts about them and yeah, we stole this or we we stole that or we were dishonest here or we're, or if we're phony there or lied here or covered up there. Yeah, we've all done that. Yeah, and we've all betrayed somebody and and gave him a song and dance, but we were cheating on him and stuff. Yeah, everybody's done that. Okay, so you did that. It's not good. You shouldn't have done it. But the worst thing that we do is when we see that we're wrong, we don't want to admit it. See, and the devil capitalizes on that. So that's why people are subject to the devil. All right, there I said it. Why are people subject to the devil? Because they don't want to admit they're wrong. He capitalizes on that. They don't want to experience shame. They don't want to admit, feel sorrow for seeing their own wrong. And so he capitalizes on that. And he comforts you, see, and he gives you excuses and all of that. So do you want to be subject to God? So there's two states. There's an aware state where you're aware and receptive to God's light. And then there's a state where you're not receptive because you don't want to admit you're wrong. And you want something too much. You want position or power or money. Or you don't want to admit you're wrong or you don't want to get caught or you don't want to give up all your perks. See? And so you have enmity with God and his light. See, his light is always there shining. It's always shining. And in his light, you would see the truth about your wrongs. But as long as you resist the light, then there's another way that we remain unaware, and it's through resentment. See, when you start to become aware that you're wrong and you resent being aware, it puts you back into the state where you are subject, where you are apart from the light and subject. See, so then you're ruled in darkness. So here you have a person, look, you have a person that, you know, they hated their parents and they hated a lot of people. And they don't want to admit it. And they don't want to admit they're wrong. And so because of that, they want to stay unaware. Because if they were to face the truth 
about their own wrong, they would have to see that they're wrong. And they don't want to see it. They don't want to admit it. So they find a way not to be aware. They keep all so busy and they have their music and they have all their busy activities and they have their iPhone and they have their shopping and they have their problems and they have their drugs and they have their pills and they have their alcohol and they have their marijuana and they have all these things and they have their sports. They have all these things and they have their friends and all of these things keep them endlessly distracted. And so they are apart from God and his light. And when you are apart from God and his light, then you are subject to the lies and the liars who take advantage of your blindness. See, they take advantage of the fact that you don't see, you don't want to see. So they can run their scam on you. They can give you the narrative and run their scam and take advantage and mislead you and they know how to do it, and you get fooled, and you get tricked, and taken advantage of, and things are not going right, and when things don't go right, because they messed up, and now you're in a worse mess than before, then you can get lost in your problems, and your bills, and lost in your pains, and lost in all of that. You understand? There's only one answer, and that is to wake up. And it begins when you're willing to see the truth and admit it. You want to see the truth, and you're willing to admit you're wrong. So here's where it begins. I said this yesterday. It came out. And I said, here's a starting point. The next time you're with someone, like maybe your child or your partner or anybody, and all of a sudden you see that you're being impatient with them, or you're saying something mean, or you're pressuring them. The moment that you see it, admit it and say, I'm sorry, I was pressuring you, or I was impatient, I was wrong, I apologize. That could be the beginning of a whole new life for you. Because if you change, if you become subject to God and his light, and his love that comes through the light. See, when you get light from the sun, you don't only get light, you also get warmth. When you have God's light, you have his warmth. If you became subject to God and his truth in his light, and you're awake, and you admit you're wrong, and yeah, it's a little painful, but it's short-lived. It's, it's a little painful to see your own wrong. And you're sorry, and you cry a tear. But then you see that God forgives you, and then you wipe away the tears, and you go out, and the sun is shining, and the birds are singing. What is that? The line from the poem, God is in heaven, and all is good, something like that. Now you're subject to the devil, to the liars, to the scam artist, to to the ones that take advantage of you in your unawareness. But the moment you become aware, you wake up. And then you know what? You're not subject to them anymore. And they sense it. And they leave you alone. Wake up. God said, be still. That's what you need. So keep listening to my program. Go to my website. See the resources I have because I want to help you
to learn how to be still and re-experience God's light. And this time, instead of running from the light, you welcome it. And now you are subject to God in his beautiful kingdom. One of the reasons that you're under so much stress right now is because you are totally reactive to the world. You are totally subject to it, as I have been talking about in this program. You're subject to its lies, to its deceit, to its pressures, to its intimidations. No wonder you're stressed out, because you are subject to all of these. Why not be subject to God instead? It begins by being still. That's the first thing. And what that includes is getting out of your thoughts. I was looking at some leaves swirling around on the pavement the other day, and I was watching the leaves swirling around, and I saw that I was the observer of the leaves. I'm not the leaves. I'm observing the leaves. You have to have the same attitude toward your thoughts. Right now, your thoughts are internalized from outside. They got inside, and they pressure you from within. And your thoughts are swirling around. What if this and what if that? And I have to do this. And he said that and this and that and this doubt and this fear and this worry. You have to learn to stand back and just watch them instead of being in them. Instead of being a part of them and subject to them, you stand back and watch them. And when you watch them, you're no longer the thought. You're the observer of thought. Do you understand? Just like I observe the leaves swirling around, I'm not the leaves. I'm the observer of the leaves. When your thoughts are swirling around, you stand back. You watch the thoughts instead of being in the thoughts. You understand? You stand back and watch them. So, it's being still with your soul. Be still with your soul. If you would like a little help getting started, what you could actually do is call my listener call-in number, and when you get the voice there, you press 1, and then you can listen to the free little meditation, free eight-minute meditation. The number to call if you want to hear the free meditation is 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Why not get started today? That's 510-455-8851. The number to call if you want to hear the free meditation is 510-455-8851. Become subject to God instead of subject to the pressures of the world. Until next time, Lord willing, and the Greek don't rise, I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.